0: This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz of the Comstock Report. The headlines and news channels were overflowing with reports out of Washington, D.C. as President Biden and Vice President Harris were sworn in. The never-ending saga of politics in COVID-19 cases has been 10 months in counting here in the United States. Luckily, since August, egg producers have been able to direct their focus to one of the biggest bull markets in recorded history. Grain markets began their upward climb in August based on Chinese demand, primarily for soybeans. Demand markets will often make for a more substantially higher move than a supply market. We have seen numerous times when a planting season is dry or wet or hot or cold, and we experience a 30- to 60-day run higher, followed by a collapse that ultimately takes a given market to a lower point than where it started. Demand markets, on the other hand, have the ability to carry for a longer duration to a higher level than many have envisioned. The demand for U.S. agricultural products still exists, but we now are seeing the back-and-forth action of demand versus supply. South American weather and an adjustment by CONAB to match the USDA's prediction of the South American soybean crop started the recent corrections. Naturally, there are many questioning whether this is the beginning or the end of the correction. Only time will tell as we move through the next few sessions. But an 84-cent pullback in March soybeans that did absolutely no chart damage is indicative of just how strong these markets have been. Both markets need to see downward corrections in order to bring more buyers to the table. As corrective lows make turns higher, we establish support levels for the next leg up for the up move. For those in the bull camp, hopefully this will be no more than a blip on the radar. We'll know for sure in a couple months. The bullish sentiment is very difficult to overcome right now, but there is a decent chance that we'll see sideways trade over the next month, leading up to the spring insurance price being set at the end of February. As so much focus is being directed at South American weather and soon-to-be U.S. weather, we need to keep in mind that global demand for U.S. grain, oil, seeds, and products is still very strong. China imported 53% more soybeans in 2020 than they did in 2019, and the time period from January to July was the lowest numbers we've seen since 2004. If we can manage to put together an entire marketing year of solid bean exports to China, the carry numbers that we have seen recently will diminish rapidly. Additionally, if we don't get the soybeans to the point of price rationing and slow the domestic crush, there won't be a carryover until acreage adjustments have been made in years to come. The ingredients are all out there on the counter. Whether the recipe will all come together remains to be seen. But let's not forget that South America isn't the only place battling dry weather. On the cattle. The negotiated live cattle cash market keyed off of the Texas cash pool again this week, with widespread $1.10 cash in Kansas and Texas being reported on Wednesday. Over 10,000 head in Kansas were sold, with Texas following behind at around 3,000 head. Some reports out of Iowa showed a couple of loads of elephants were sold at $1.5. But the established market for this week in Iowa is closer to 108.50. Some major calendar points are coming up in the cattle market. With the cattle on feed report on Friday, and also the biannual cattle inventory numbers will be released on the 29th. Average trade estimates for cattle on feed show 99.5% on feed, 97.1% placements, and 100.6% marketed. Although the cattle on feed report will definitely be widely watched and always has the potential to be a market mover, the cattle inventory numbers are very highly anticipated this time around, as many are looking for the first confirmation of a shrinking cow herd. Those in the cattle business expect that this has been happening slowly, but we have yet to see the confirmation in black and white. Stay tuned. On the hogs. After looking into the slaughter numbers and cutout values, it's fairly easy to see that the reversal higher in lean hog futures likely isn't a fluke. The demand for protein is widely expected to increase as we move through the year, lending support to the deferred contracts of all livestock. It was also reported that China had their first new case of African swine fever in over three months. Feed loss are still likely the main risk to livestock producers. Corrections in grains are buying opportunities basis levels are still favorable to end users in western Iowa, that makes this region competitive. If the drought in this region lingers, it will not stay that way. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.